are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. Just want to take this time to say thank you for making Locked On Global your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Global podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. You already know what day it is. I don't even have to tell you what type of Wednesday it is. We're joined for his weekly segment, Cardinal Sports on co-founder Jeremy Wallman. 55, what's going on, man? What is good? Wallman Wednesday. I love it. Uh Happens to be the day that the new game day prep drops every week, too. So I'm excited. Uh, I don't know, you know, you're supposed to be hooking me up with somebody for next week's game day prep. So I got you. I'll send that to you. Uh, it's actually yeah, going uh, to be locked on Blue Devils. JJ Jackson, hopefully, will be the uh, I'm psyched for that guest honoree. But a lot of good stuff to talk about with uh, Jeremy today. The Louisville Cardinals last night defeating the Southern Jaguars in men's basketball 72-60 to in the season opener. Cards had a rough outing for the most part. We're going to give some initial takeaways and reactions from that game as a whole. And then we'll go dive a little bit further and talk about the newcomers' performances and analyzing that. At the very end, we will flip the script, transition back into football. The Cards losing that game in a heartbreaking fashion to the Clemson Tigers last Saturday evening. We'll touch on that a little bit and then give a little preview for Syracuse. Like Jeremy mentioned, his newest game day prep will be dropping around the same time as this one, so be sure to check that out. Uh, for, the, for those who are not aware of who I am, just a quick reminder, I'm Dalton Pence, credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a football beat writer and a recruiting analyst. Also do some various PA Nancy work for the university. You can check my Twitter out at dpence underscore and the podcast Twitter pages at LO underscore Louisville. So let's get right on into it. Like I mentioned, Louisville Cardinals defeating the Southern Jaguars 72 to 60 in this matchup in the season opener. KFC Yum Center was a late tip off. Uh, so the crowd necessarily wasn't as um, you know as full as we would have liked it, but some circumstances. Unfortunately, it was more frustrating to try to watch the game in general with it being on, um, I don't know, Ronald McDonald Channel East, it seemed. But, um, you know, Jeremy, when you watched this game or however much you were able to watch of this game, what kind of uh, – what were the initial takeaways from game one of the 2021-22 campaign? Well, first off, it was so frustrating trying to get it, get to the game. I, I, I was able to finally find a link – uh, with about, oh, I want to say about five minutes left in, in the first half. Uh, whenever it was that mask, Matt Cross, uh, Chris Cross, Applesauce's uh, shooting hand, um, that's that's when I tuned in. It was just like literally 30 seconds before that. But, um, you know, I, I didn't – again, I try not to look at social media when I, when I watch the game and stuff, and – you know, I, I want to go in there and say stuff that, you know, I've seen. And I have to see all the negativity. I know it wasn't a 50-point blowout like it was the first time that we played Southern. But there were a lot. Sorry, it's, it is it is early, I mean, this morning. So I'm, I'm a little Yanni over <laughs> here. Safe. I apologize. I am not normally up this early during the day. But, you know, there were a couple of things that stood out to me. Uh 
mostly was how much I missed pressure in pressing. Uh, just watching it last night gave me very, very happy, warm feelings that I hadn't felt in a long time. Uh, Matt Cross jumped out to me. He was able to, and, and more so after he hurt himself, he was hitting reverse lay-ins. He was getting layups, block. I mean, just what, whatever you needed him to do, hustling, throwing balls off of players. Uh, whatever you needed to do, he stepped up. Uh, L. Ellis, again, shows you know shows you that he is going to have a really good career here at Louisville. I feel like he's going to be one of those players that just, you know, gets better every game. I'm interested in seeing how Jared West develops because he's not been, like, overwhelming. But he's, he's one of those guys, if you have him on your basketball team, He's a game manager and uh, sort of like Peyton Siva a little bit. I've said some of these things online and I jotted down the notes. So I apologize if you read my tweets and you're hearing them again, kind of here on the show, <laughs> but um, he doesn't shoot the ball as well as Peyton, but he seems the team seems, seems more comfortable and relaxed when he's on, uh, when he's on the court and uh, just a couple other quick things. I think it was mostly the first game jitters. I've said this on our mm-hmm. podcast before. This team may have some slip-ups and rough goings this first, uh, the rest of 2021. But once we get into ACC play, I think this is going to be a dangerous, dangerous squad, especially if you got Sam Williamson playing as well as he is playing off the bench, uh, as well as he did off the bench this game and the other two games. Um, uh, you know, you're just you just can't explain it. There are just some guys. Wayne Blackshear was another guy that was kind of like that. He played better off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh BJ King played better off the bench. Uh, and last but not least, I think Noah Locke's gonna be a stud. I think he's gonna have multiple, multiple games where he hits five, six, seven threes in a game. He gets hot, you're just not gonna be able to stop him. Right, definitely so. I mean Let's be honest. I mean, it, it's game number one. So if you're sitting here saying that we're going to go to the final four after game one, uh, you're you're overreacting. If you say we're not going to make the tournament after game one, you're overreacting. I mean, yeah, Southern, you know, in a lot of preseason, um, you know, analysis was not necessarily was probably supposed to be one of the bottom 30 teams in the FBS or FBS. Um, that's football. Um, the division one college basketball realm. Uh, we'll talk about football a little later, but uh, just kind of a lackluster performance. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, beat them down. I mean, it's literally game one. Um, unfortunately, the card just didn't necessarily shoot all that well. Only 25% from three, um, a little bit better from the field, 41 and a half. Um, one glaring statistic that I thought really epitomized the first half of the cards was um, 19 total turnovers. I mean, I thought that, you know, there was a little bit of carelessness with the ball and it's kind of, you know, they're still, you know, trying to get their chemistry set. I mean, we probably won't see the chemistry start to really start to mold until probably the new year. And that's kind of to be expected. This is the first time in quite some time that we've had, you know, a team to where there's been so much roster turnover, but um, I, I like the fight. I, I like what you said, you know, we're finally starting to see some pressing you know, the newcomers are going to be pretty solid and I don't really look you know much past it rather than just kind of some pre, you know, some early season jitters. But, um, you know, is there any type of concern 
I, I guess, so to speak, you know, in your opinion with, you know, Matt Cross's injury with that dislo- – I know he came back in after, you know, suffering that looks like a clean dislocation, I guess. I'm not necessarily a medical, you know, person, but I guess it's beneficial to see him come back in and play some good minutes, right? Well, as I said earlier, he almost played better after he got the injury. Like, he was being more careful. Um the only thing that worries me is how he had the finger taped up because I, I have had my finger dislocated, popped back in, been good as new, not had to have any tape. I've also seen other people that have had to use the tape. They don't normally tape it to the pinky finger like, like Cross had. They normally uh, have it taped to the middle. Or Well, I mean, that fin- when you dislocate that finger, that's the one I've seen most dislocated from my personal experience. But it's normally taped to the middle finger. Uh, with it being taped to the pinky finger, that's going to affect how he shoots the ball mm-hmm. more than if it would have just just by the you know the, just looking at your hand and being like, oh okay yeah that that makes sense. Um, but no, I don't know. It just depends on how badly the fingers messed up. I think that you know he pulled kind of like what Malik Cunningham tried to do the other night. You know he was hurt bad, tried to come in and finish the game off. Um, if, if Matt Cross was hurt bad during this game, he didn't show it. He came out of the night's game looking, having the best look because Card Nation is drooling over Matt Cross. He's the guy we've wanted for years, the type of player who just gets in there, pushes people around, scrappy, makes plays, kind of like a, a taller version of B.J. Flynn from back in the days. Um just his heart and scrappiness. So, I, I mean, I'm going to reserve my my right to, uh, to to comment on that right now because I don't know how bad it is. But if it's just a typical dislocation, then he should be good to go. Like, he should be able to do the same things he did at the end of this game against Furman on mm-hmm. Friday night. Right. I definitely agree. And we'll, we'll continue to – uh, talk Matt Cross in the next segment. First, I want to talk about our friends at Prize Picks. If you're a college football fanatic, this is simply something you need to hear about. I love it, and I know you will too. It's daily fantasy made easy. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, offering more college football props than anyone in the world, offering all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid major players you might not have ever heard of. It offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of those that deposit and use the promo code locked on will receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to $100. So you basically pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. What makes it cool is it allows mixed sports entry. So you can take the over on LeBron James and combine that with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. So go use that award-winning app on both the app store and Google play. Injuries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also want to quickly touch on our title sponsor of the show, McDonald's. This episode of Locked On What was brought to you by McDonald's. It's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. I know for me, 
Um, you know, it, it's a place where, you know, we always go to on long road trips, whether that is, you know, to just stop and use the restroom or you'll get some breakfast. But for everyone else, that's kind of the beauty of McDonald's that it has a different representation for everyone. And then I think that that's kind of, um, you know, what the allure is, you know, you don't only have that tasty food, but also, you know, some good experiences as well. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect, um, you know, the food, the atmosphere. I'm loving it. And I know you will too. So, like I mentioned, we are here with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Wallman once again for a Wallman Wednesday, talking about that Louisville win against Southern 72 to 60 on Tuesday evening. I want to focus now, you know, specifically on the newcomers because we've been talking about Matt Cross. And I don't want to jump the gun here, but like you said at the you know end of the last segment, he is quickly becoming a fan favorite for this team. And he was kind of, in my opinion, what we wanted Q to become, you know, Quinn Slazinski. Um, you know, I don't necessarily know that he'll get to the level of Luke, of Luke Hancock, so to speak, because, you know, Hancock has the, the final four performances with him as well. Um, but definitely, you know, he can go down as one of those players that might not be the best on the court, but, you know, he's universally loved throughout the fan base, but I thought he played probably almost as good, if not better than anyone else tonight um, in terms of efficiency. Um, who kind of gets, you know, your recognition as, as the best newcomer performance? Well, two things real quick. First off, I, I want to throw in because you, you talked about the title sponsor McDonald's and I just want to share my quick story growing up, my family, I think I've told this story a lot of times on other shows and stuff. Very meager, uh, very poor. Uh, my mom and dad, my mom didn't graduate college until she was 40 years old. My dad worked all the time while she was taking care of us and, uh, and going to school and Fridays was the only, was the only day that, you know, we come home from school. We knew it was either, uh, we got to go to go over to pizza hut to cash in our buckets to get a, a personal pan pizza but most of the time, uh, three out of the four Friday nights in a month, it was Happy Meal time at McDonald's. So you're right. It does mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. We all know how much Diggy loves the McRib. Uh, he's got a McRib bib at home, I think. So, But uh, secondly, I, as far as Matt Cross becoming the, the, the greatest, I guess we'll just have to see how he plays down in New Orleans this year. But I digress. Um yeah, I'm, he's, he gets my game ball for the newcomers for tonight, and that's not really – Locke did his thing. Ellis did his thing. Again, a lot of people, when they're like, the best performances is how many points and rebounds and assists. Jared West is just so cool, calm, and collective in that game manager role. He's the quarterback of the basketball team, and he's just making sure everybody succeeds out there. But – I have to give I have to give the game ball to Matt Cross after he comes back from that injury and and plays twice as good as he did in the first half. He he's making shots that they're just ridiculous. He had a, he had a, he had this one uh, putback reverse putback that was just like just blew my mind. I'm like that's an NBA move right there. Yeah, uh, he ran out of you know the, there was an, another situation where he was. He was going for a loose ball, and he threw, you know, very, very, thought very, very quick, threw it off of one of their players. We got the ball back, and it led to points. So, yeah, the, he's it, it's and it's not even. I would say Locke would be in second, but because he struggled so much in the first half, 
that took him out of took it out of for me. But uh, I say it's Matt Cross hands down. Yeah, uh, Noah Locke led the team 16 points, 5 for 13 shooting, only 3 for 9 from the field. Matt Cross right behind him with 15, Sam Williamson 14. Those were the only double-digit scores. Um, you know, one thing that w- when I kind of watched some film on Matt in his day, his brief stint in Miami, I should say, as a true freshman last year, you know, there there was a sense where, you know, the – the, the response was, yes, Louisville finally got their shooter. And, and as I continued to watch him, I, I was thinking to myself, I don't necessarily think we're doing him, a, you know, you know, giving him his credit for being more than just a shooter. You know, he kind of he reminds me more, you know, as I, I kind of like to view the comparison from Kyle Couric to Luke Hancock. You know, Kyle was very solid here. And this is no disrespect to him whatsoever, but I feel like as a shooter, he, he was sort of one-dimensional and more so a catch-and-shoot type threat as to when you got to Luke Hancock, yes, he could create his own you know perimeter offense, but he also did a lot of other things extremely well. And I think that that's kind of the journey that we have going from Q, he was, who was kind of a one-dimensional shooter, to now Matt Cross, who, you know, in game one, affected the game in more ways than just shooting. I mean, he yes, he had the one three, but we saw it. I mean, he was all over the place. He had that dog mentality, you know, going after loose balls, uh, getting an opposing player's head, which I absolutely love, and just overall being very solid on the court. Um, and L. Ellis, I mean, yeah, he only shot two for nine, but I've gone on record saying that he's the most talented guy on this roster, and he showed glimpses on you know Tuesday evening of that being the case. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Matt Cross is that guy. I feel like he's he he's going to be the reason why our team gets gets into a fight with another team. At I'm some here point for it. Season, well, and, uh, maybe, but yeah. Well, I mean, he just he has that dog mentality. I'm pretty sure he threw L's down against us last year. After he hit one of his three, I he's forgetting. I'm probably making that up, but I just want to try to. I'm trying to curtail my excitement for him. But uh, yeah, dog mentality, hustle, heart. Uh, but I can't agree with you. Your assessment on Kyle Kirk, man. Kyle Kirk was a slasher. If that open, if that three wasn't open, he took it to the rim, and and, and he dunked it. I mean, Luke did it more often than Kyle, but uh, Kyle, Kyle had. He, he was a slasher as well. The most, the one that sticks out in my head the most was the one against Notre Dame that he oh got. Gosh, that, that the, those Notre Dame cheerleaders, man, that, that that reaction. And I don't think that that might have been the greatest comparison. I like I said, there was no disrespect me to Kyle. I think it was more so just kind of right. um, you right. know drawing the similarity from going from you know, a guy that did things well to bringing a guy who does those things well, but also, you know, bring some more additional to the table. I think that that's kind of where we're at. Um, you, you know, know what those, the looks on those girls' faces were when he dunked that ball? Oh, man, it was priceless. They're like, That's because what? he impregnated them somehow through Kinesis. Like he, <laughs> and this like is uh, immaculate... Locked on Mobile After Dark. <laughs> yeah, Literally. It, it, was the immaculate, it was the immaculate conception all over again. Somewhere those young ladies are raising his kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Very quickly, what did you think about Sidney Curry getting the start tonight? Or last night, I should say. Uh, I thought it was very, very interesting. I mean, I, I felt, you know, I'm, I've been one of the biggest advocates of him. Right. Uh, maybe the biggest in in the city since it happened. I, I preached and preached and preached over the summer that he was a mutt, like, for us to – be successful this year. We needed to get him because he had the dog mentality 
and he was going to make everybody around him tougher. Uh, so when I saw he got the start, I was a little surprised. But then I thought, you know, again, we talked about this with Sam earlier. Some players are just better off the bench. Malik's another one that's, that kind of plays better. Sam and Malik no being pressure. super subs, possibly? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And uh, and, and Sydney probably did some things in practice this week to earn it. That's something else that I like about Coach Mack, Coach McGee's, Coach McMaines, Coach Fennell, uh, Coach Fennell. Like, their whole philosophy is, I don't think we're going to see uh, – let me, let me switch that up. I think we are going to see different starting lineups all season. Agreed. I think that they're going to reward – like, it should be anyway. They're going to reward whoever plays best in practice that week. Agreed. Um, you know, saw it a little bit. Uh, I want to say it was uh, – it was under a f- former coaching uh, – former coach that we had I want to say it was in 2008 and we had two guys David Padgett and Derek Character were, were the starters and DC had or DP the other DP uh, the taller DP not the <laughs> right yeah had, not the five had, uh, DP some, right 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 you're, you're mini DP <laughs> but um, I digress he had had some issues with his knees that week and my guy Terrence Farley, my neighbor, next door neighbor growing up, he was the third string center and he dominated Derek character that week and the next week. And Coach P gave him the gave him the nod at start, as a starter for those few weeks. Then he struggled for a few weeks. And once DC came back and he had his attitude straight and you know he was he was one hundred percent, you know, he didn't come back out. But I will actually like this philosophy mm-hmm. if that's what's going on. You let whoever whoever's played the best in practice start, and as Sam and Bleak has shown, you're still going. If that's the case, and they're on the bench because other people outperformed them in practice, they were still able to come in, contribute, and, and make their point and do their thing. I definitely agree. Um, let's switch over. Let's switch gears and transition over into football. Talking, you know, a little bit about that Louisville loss to Clemson and uh, what all transpired, and then kind of a small preview into Syracuse. Before we talk about that, I want to talk about our friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are simply missing out. Um, you know, they say it's a protein bar, but it literally just doesn't taste like one. You have to try it to believe it yourself. For me, it seems like in the past, most protein bars are hard for me to to eat. They're chalky, they're waxy, sometimes even plain hard to choke down. A Bilt Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, I'd say. And get this, Bilt Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high-end protein. So you get all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. And there is a wide variety of flavors from my favorite salted caramel to double chocolate, mint brownie to raspberry, coconut, etc. This month only built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check their website out often. You don't want to miss out. That is built.com using the promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order. Once again, locked 15 for 15% off at built.com. Also want to talk about our friends at bet online. The basketball season is just now kicking off or tipping off. I should say the football season is getting into the home stretch. Regardless, bet online remains your number one spot for all of the action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus by using the promo code locked on from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. 
Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021-22 campaign. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and Bet Online is where the game starts. So the final segment on this Woman Wednesday with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder Jeremy Woman, we are discussing the Louisville loss against Clemson. I know, Jeremy, this was a game that all year long before the season, you had the cards beating the Tigers. And admittedly, if Malik Cunningham does not go down, I, I think we're having a completely different conversation. Is that something that you kind of get the vibes of too? Yeah, I mean, Malik was kind of selfish going down with the injury just so he could prove me wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, how dare him, man? How dare him? <laughs> no, but no, I absolutely think that not only so, – so here's my thing. A lot of people are being – very critical of the of the last uh, the last possession in in the red zone on the goal the goal line uh, goal line and here's what I think I'm not willing to be and obviously everybody thinks I'm Mr. Positivity anyway and I'm okay with that because I like to think of myself as level headed if not uh, fanatical either positively or negatively, I'd like to say I'm very, very fair with my assessments. If that's Malik at 100%, we score with one of those four plays. But the thing is, is when you have a guy like Malik that wants to be in there and you can't tell – well, first off, you can't afford to take him out because Evan's still not 100%. That that showed uh, during his one series or how many ever series he had uh, in the game. So, uh, I mean, how do, how do you do? What do you do? What do you do, Doc? If you're in that situation, those are the four plays you have ready for a healthy Malik at the end of the game. In this situation, you don't have a healthy Malik. You can't put you can't put Brock in. Uh, you can't put Shy Words in. I mean, I guess you could could have put Shy in, but you can't put Evan in because he's still not a hundred percent. You've got to go. Malik gives you your. You've got to believe. He gives you your best chance to win. So what else can you do? There's not really – I mean, okay, I'm going to say this one last thing. I'm going to be done with it. Three times after he came back in the game, once he planted his foot, he slid and fell down. Had he – that last play of the game, he slid. Had he stayed upright, he maybe makes the throw to somebody. He maybe makes the play, and everybody's not like mm-hmm. – everybody's just trying to find a reason to crap on Coach Scott Satterfield. And I'm not the biggest fan in the world of him. Uh, I appreciate him. I appreciate his family. Uh, I speak with them a lot. Uh, the thing of the matter is, is that I'm not going to crap on him because he had an injured play. But you could not have put anybody else in that position that would have been able to win that game other than Malik. Malik gave us our best shot. He just hit his foot gave out on him. If he wasn't such a competitor, he would have stayed over on the sideline, and we may have lost that game by 20 points. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not like I said, I'm not. We should have won the game. I still feel, and I know it sounds corny, I feel like we outplayed them. That's the best I felt after a Clemson game, right? Uh, other than uh, Lamar and and Kyle Boland versus Clemson a few few years back, I think that was uh, Lamar's freshman year, it was so. But, but, yeah, I, I think you're right. We're talking about a completely different outcome. We're looking forward to playing Syracuse this week. You know as well as uh, everybody else knows that listens to both shows, 
Syracuse has been the team I have been the most worried about in the second half of the schedule. I wasn't worried about Clemson. I wasn't worried about NC State. I'm sure is not worried about the Smurfs. Um, I've been worried about the Syracuse team. And I spoke, uh, after you listen to this, hopefully you listen to mine first and then this one, but whatever. You know, we're on your show. Listen to this one first and then go over (laughs) cardinalsportzone.com. Fine game day prep. I interviewed Chris Carlson from Syracuse.com. Amazing dude. We had a great time. I talked him into picking Louisville at one point. He talked me into picking Syracuse. And at the end of the show, we still didn't really know who was going to win. And we went with our own teams. Uh, We did the politically correct thing. But um, this game for me is still, I mean, even the odds say this is a pick game because those of y'all that are not familiar with odds, the home team automatically gets three points. Right now we're three-point favorites. So that means it's a 50-50 game here. Now, the ESPN FPI has got us as a heavy favorite. Uh, as of Monday, we were heavy favorite as far as that's concerned. I feel like, and I told Chris this at the end of the podcast, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you everything I told him because then you won't listen to that one. So tune into that because I tell him a lot of stuff and I tell him why Wolves going to win. But the one thing I will kind of tease here, the one thing that they're the worst at, we're the best at. He said they were they were the well. worst. You know, they're the worst at rushing defense, and we're the best at or. Their weaknesses are our strengths, and our strengths are their weaknesses. So, uh, tune in. Check out what he had to say. It was a great show, but I'm feeling good about Syracuse now. I, I, I do think we defeat them, and uh, and I think we went out. And I know I said that last week, and still feel like we should have won last week. So, I'm not just out here blowing smoke. I, that's how I really feel. Yeah, I mean, I – I think that um, definitely anytime I, I I love the game day prep segments. Uh, there's nothing better, in my opinion, in terms of previewing an opponent than literally getting, you know, the opposing view side of their own team and how they view Louisville. And I think that uh, that's the biggest benefit of game day prep that no one else is truly doing on a weekly basis. Definitely kudos to you on that. Love that segment. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think that uh, looking back to that goal line stand, I mean, yeah, I, yeah hindsight is always twenty twenty. So, I mean, right. yeah, we can always go back, oh, the play calling's bad, he didn't score. Uh, first of all, number one, Clemson, the number one r- red zone defense in the country with all of those guys. Yes, on the two-yard line, more oftentimes than not, you're going to score when you have four plays. They tried to run the ball the first two plays. Didn't necessarily work. It is what it is. I probably would have would have ran north to south rather than east-west and try to get on the outside zone. That's my only um, discrepancy, so to speak. But the third and fourth down were literally passing plays. I mean, the third third down didn't necessarily have anybody open, so he tried to make play with his leg. It didn't work. And then fourth down, you saw me. His ankle literally gave out on him because, you know, he was in pain. I mean, he – tweaked his ankle and you know a lot of players wouldn't necessarily come back into games he did Malik Cunningham is a warrior and um you know if, if you're trying to find ways to blame Malik Cunningham for this loss you need to stop so no, absolutely and here here's what I'll I'll even <laughs> I'm sorry look even the dogs are excited and pumped for 
for for game day prep and Wyoming Wednesdays. I appreciate my dogs in the back. Uh, rough, rough. I forgot what I was going to – I had a really, really good point, and now I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> it's all good. It's it's definitely all good. But, listen, um, that Dog is going – Yeah, there is a literally – my dog is, is going berserk right now for no reason, seeing shadows. Um, but that is going to wrap up this episode. Before we get out of here, Jeremy, definitely plug us into your social media and give the fans any parting thoughts. All right, I got you, my man. All right, so on social media, you can find the website at Card Sport Zone on Twitter, Instagram, on YouTube. It's at Cardinal Sports Zone on Facebook. It is Cardinal Space Sports Space Zone. Uh, hit the like button, make a Facebook official, subscribe to the podcast, uh, go to the podcast, drop down menu, hit CSC podcast. You can listen to all the uh, former episodes of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, and you can subscribe to them there, including the one that dropped earlier this morning with Chris Carlson from Syracuse.com. Uh, I re- really have been having fun with these game day preps. And again, I don't have anybody lined up for do week yet because the person I did have lined up canceled on me yesterday. We may take a little break. We may not even fill in anymore because, <laughs> I mean, we're going to win that week anyway. So we may just gear up. I do have something special lined up for uh, for Smurf week, so we don't know. Check out this past Sunday's episode of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, Fourth and Woe. Uh, Jeff Nunn's photo galleries, they're second to none. I'm still trying to remember what I was going to say before your dog started barking in excitement yeah. because it was Wyoming Wednesday. Yeah, no kidding. A, a dog on that dog. But uh, like Jeremy said, definitely check out the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, cardinalsportszone.com for all the great coverage there. You're not going to find any better coverage of Cardinal athletics than the Cardinal Sports Zone. Also, want to give a quick shout out to the Locked On ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. With basketball season just now starting, there's no better way to learn about the conference as a whole than following that podcast, whether that be on the Odyssey app or wherever you like to get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up this Woman Wednesday of the show. Everyone have a great day. And uh, Jer- actually, hold on, Jeremy's got one more thing to say. I remember what I was going to say, Coach. Set. I know you listen to me occasionally. You need to get the ball to Travion Cooley. He is a dynamic player, and I'm afraid, not that I've heard anything, and I may have, but I may not have, but I feel like he might leave if if we don't start putting him into the game plan a little bit more. And uh, that's something I'll talk to you after the show about dogs. There you have it. Let's appreciate appreciate Travion Cooley because I do believe he He can be a star here. Yeah. Love the loud. So I didn't mean to, I did not. No, 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 definitely. I'm glad you got it though. I'm glad you figured it out and didn't think about it 30 seconds after we finished, but we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this more after the show here in just a second. Everyone have a great day and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.